0: Hey, hey, good morning, everyone. You are with Tom from Ludicrous Feed. Thank you so much for joining us on another beautiful Saturday here in Australia. I'm broadcasting to you from Sydney. Today's the 9th of December, 2023, 8.04 a.m., and I can already see at least 63 guests joining us live this morning. So yes, welcome to our last regular Saturday show for 2023. Very sad indeed, but we will be doing a final wrap-up episode probably towards the end of December. And we'll have our regular guests on, as always, Riz and Rahul, uh, to help wrap up the year. So much has happened, hasn't it? Um, and speaking of regular guests, let's welcome Riz, of course, as always. Hello, Riz. How are you this morning?
1: Hey, Tom. Going well. A lot has happened this year, and uh, yeah, being the last show, it's. Um, I mean, we've been going doing the Saturday streams for about six months now, and um, just all the support that our audience has um, given us. You know we're just starting, and there's over 70 of you online, which is um great. And you know, love to hear from you. We've got um, we've learned a lot from everyone, and um, it's such a positive community helping everyone sort of understand where this transition is going and what's coming up ahead. So, 2024 will be an exciting year,
0: yeah. Absolutely well said, Riz. And yeah, you're right, we started this uh earlier this year, 2023, and I, I must admit, honestly, I wasn't sure how well it would go because. You know, admittedly, it's quite early on a Saturday morning. Who's going to wake up and listen to us, Riz? But you know, the support you've shown us—you know, eighty-one viewers already, uh, two minutes into the show—it's just fantastic. So, yeah, we'll keep doing it next year. And uh, if you keep watching and keep commenting, we'll we'll keep we'll keep broadcasting. Uh, you know, we try to keep it light, um, but informative at the same time. Hopefully, it's entertaining enough for you, uh, wherever you're watching. If you're watching us live, yeah, make sure you drop a comment as always. If you're watching us on replay, do the same. And if you listen to us on audio podcast, yeah, that's been growing as well this year. So thank you so much for downloading our episodes each week. Well, let's say thank you to our sponsors uh, for one last time this year in 2023. Thank you to Riz from CarLoop, of course, always helping us out each week, uh, providing data to Australia and industry. And thank you to Cobra Insurance. Uh, they finally revealed themselves this year, this year as the uh, uh, new product on the market. So hopefully they'll launch a EV-specific product in 2023, at uh, 2024, sorry. Thank you to Wallbox who's been quietly supporting us in the background. If you want a uh, EV wall connector for your home, that's also great for solar charging, uh, then Wallbox is definitely the way to go. And thank you to EV as well, uh, always doing good things in the industry. Uh, if you want a personal, um, you know, relationship with your owner, that's gonna that's not bad. If you want someone to, uh, if you want to rent a car from a genuine owner, uh, an EV owner, uh, then. Look at EV for those kind of EV electric vehicles, uh, Tesla EVs and other brands as well uh, to uh, rent one for the holiday season coming up, of course. So, yeah, check out their sponsors' uh, video description for uh, coupon codes as always. All right, Riz, well, let's say hello to our regular viewers as always. We have uh, Bulldog saying, yes, it's going to fry in Sydney. Yes, I think we're expecting 44 degrees Celsius here in Sydney today. So stay cool wherever you are. Hopefully it's not that warm in Melbourne, Riz, today.
1: Uh, it's just muggy and rainy, so you know I'm sure we'll we'll get that later on. But yeah, stay cool, everyone.
0: Yeah, stay cool indeed. I'll be jumping in the pool for sure. Uh, we've got Tassie EV one joining us as always from Hobart. Bit wet out there apparently, and uh, there's an Aeva Tasmania lunch meetup today too. So cool, get out there if you're in Tassie. Wayne from Toowoomba, hello. We've got Graham from Shepparton. Uh, all these names, by the way, they keep popping up every week. So, Rhys, really, you know, it's great to have. This kind of regular following each week keeps us encouraged. Commitment,
1: sure. commitment from every one of you that joins us every week. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Eight minutes in, 96 viewers already. My goodness. I'm I'm very encouraged. Uh Mark from a damp and humid Melbourne. Hello. Uh we have SWS from Newbeath, Queensland, all these regular names again. And John confirming it's gonna be 40 degrees today in Sydney. Huh. Probably a bit warmer out west, unfortunately. Uh Peter from SA, hello, Peter. <clears throat> Tazzy Thylacine watching from Tasmania, of course. Hey, Gaffer, nice to see you. And Gaffer's one of those names with a gold icon next to his name on the live stream, which means that he's been a supporter and member for at least two years on the channel already. You can see Riz also has got one as well. So, yeah, thank you, guys, uh, with the gold gold icon there. Very much appreciated. Um, and we have Jerry from Adelaide, as always. Thank you. And uh, Simon from Tenderfield. Hello, Simon. And Gene as well, another name I recognize. Hello there, picking up Seal in two hours. Wow, hey. lucky you! That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, here we go. He says White Premium. Oh, that's the same one I'm potentially getting Ruse, So I'm getting excited now. <laughs> uh, I'm with USWS. I'm jealous as well. Waiting to hear it from BYD. So yeah, let us know how you go with that, uh, Gene. Uh, JD watching from Geelong. And hello, Andrew, watching as well. Hello. And, yeah, Matt's still saying uh, Highland is still the king of EV sedans. Yeah, well, we've got a few contenders these days, don't yeah. we? It's the Highland Model 3 now, which is good. Hey, Shalendra, nice to see you. All these regular names, it's great. And, oh, Gary Allen's watching from Bridgetown in Southwest WA. Delivering Model 3 next month. Fantastic. Uh, oh, Peter's saying, talking of BYD seal, one owner has successfully fitted the driver's camera he bought from AliExpress from around 80 bucks. All the wiring is there behind the plastic cover by the center mirror. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's one of the accessories I'll be checking out if I do take delivery. See what cameras we have inside uh, for the Tesla uh, for the BYD seal. Yeah. Uh, Graham's in the queue for a new Model 3. Fantastic. <laughs> Tazzy's asking, can we please have some background music for the grand piano in the background? I might go and play it yeah. later on. Oh, thanks, Andrew. Not always awake at this time, but enjoy the show and repeat if I miss it. That's good. That's good. Um, And John's watching from Katoomba in New South Wales. Terrific day to charge the Kia. Yeah, that's right. That's one benefit of uh, a warm, sunny day, I guess. You charge your EV up. Oh, Andy's watching from Whaler. Hey, Andy, I've still got your cup. So thank you for all that back in May 2023. Still got it. Still good. Thank you. Okay, Lewis is uh, has got no sport commitments with the kids on the Saturday. Oh, when one has no sport commitments with the kids on Saturday morning, one must watch Ludicrous Feed. Yes, well today I've got no sport commitment either, so I'm here. Thanks for tuning in, and JD is saying thank you for uh, our commitment, Riz. Uh, yeah, you're very much welcome. Thanks for watching. Cool. All right. Well, let's. Um, I guess we should probably kick off with our first story for today, uh, Riz, which is our. Good friend, uh, the mayor of Nashville, Tesla in the gong. Nash himself has, of course, uh, look at this. He's actually, um, I'll just point out his uh, profile here. He's got on his ex-profile, unabashed Elon fanboy. I mean, at least he's owning it, right? He's leaning into <laughs> it. Day, so that's good to see you. We love you, Nash, for that. Um, and he's saying, of course, the uh, holiday update for Tesla is coming out very soon. They always bring it out this time of year, Riz. Um, and there's quite a lot actually to unpack. So I'll just share this one from the Tesla account officially. So we've got custom lock sounds. Uh, and by the way, these updates are free from Tesla, over-the-air updates, um, which is one benefit of owning Tesla, of course, and any, any vehicle that has over-the-air updates. But, of course, nothing matches Tesla updates. We've got custom lock sounds. Replace the horn lock sound of your vehicle with another sound like the screaming goat, um, old-school horn, applause, <clears throat> a quack. Um, <laughs> any
1: of those appeal to Um Look, I... We'll have to hear them to find out what they're really like, and it's on the depending on the occasion.
0: That's right. The festive season is coming up, so I'm sure people won't mind a bit of noise coming up from your car. That's your thing. Oh, land party on wheels. Okay, play really? your favorite games on rear touchscreen. Okay, that's by land. Good. Do they mean you can network with other Teslas? Is that what they mean?
1: And oh, I think it would be um, maybe playing with two players or basically just having your, you know gaming party in your car
0: (laughs) that's right as opposed to bringing your pc to a
1: someone else's face yeah Yeah, yeah, someone else's house back in the 90s and
0: early 2000s good times uh rear screen bluetooth headsets that's good um that'd be handy uh in time for the new model 3 deliveries in australia of course uh apple podcasts cool that's also there oh cool you can listen to us on your rear screen now as well or or in your tesla added to the uh, Tesla entertainment unit uh, come next update. Tesla app trip planner, use the mobile trip planner to plan a multi-stop trip and send it to your vehicle. That's super handy. Of course, Riz, we know Tesla is the king of uh, EV trip planning. Nothing really comes close at the moment. All built in with an integrated supercharger network. Uh, Speed cameras on routes. I wonder, Riz, I think we talked about this on X, whether Waze is the one they'll be using, or they've got their own in-house
1: software. Know. Yeah, it would be quite interesting to see because, you know, Waze is also owned by Google. I know they've been trying to integrate a fair few things into the Google Maps app, um, whether this pulls it out of there or how Tesla's doing it. But um, I think speed cameras definitely are a good option to have. And I wonder where they're getting this data from, whether it's mm. live. Surely those mobile cameras will be more from a VASE type of a system where drivers that are seeing them are inputting into the system and that can be seen by the cars. But I guess we'll find out. Obviously, the having Waze fully integrated would be ideal, but I know Tesla's probably always uh, veered away from having third parties. But they're starting to bring Apple music and podcasts and other things into the cars, so maybe they're changing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Waze is, you know, I think personally, best in market. You've seen it in action too, Riz on our road trip yeah. to Canberra. Such a right. good app. I know it's owned by Google now, but you know Tesla uses Google Maps anyway. Mm. I know it's TomTom Tom and navigation, but let's see why they couldn't use Waze integrated with their navigation. Um, you know, that's one benefit of having Apple CarPlay or Android Auto and another OEM because you've got Waze. Like, I, I would pretty much use Waze all the time these days. Even if I know the route, I want to know if there's any speed cameras or obstructions along the road just to make my drive smarter.
1: And I, and I think the comparison is, right, so I saw something on um, one of the, I think, BYD or Facebook group, and a question was asked, can you use the mapping system within the car to sort of do a bit of trip planning or be able to see what your end state of charge would be? And I couldn't see a direct answer to that. Some people recommended a better route planner, which is a great app as well, but I think as an industry, we need to move towards having all of this stuff in-house. So Tesla's been doing it for a long time. We know with Polestar Volvo, they have the Google inbuilt, and that's a pretty good system as well. Um, yeah. I guess, but I still don't think it would be linked to the car if you could download proper Google Maps or Android Auto. Not Android Auto, what do they call it? Google inbuilt in your byd but it still wouldn't give you the trip planning capability so that's where we need to get to tesla offers it today but this update would be interesting to see whether they are starting to go towards the ways route or whether it's something in-house i guess we'll be surprised over christmas yeah i think that's
0: a new battleground riz uh you know tesla on one hand trying to do everything in-house apple style and you got google probably going to be integrating Waze, I imagine, eventually to their you know their native nav, right? this just makes sense to me. Why have two separate systems? I'm sure Waze is probably some sort of de facto beta they're trialing out. It'd be great mm-hmm. to be able to plug into Google Maps, go, yep, there's an obstruction here, it's a speed camera there. Uh, Google's got the pro- arguably the biggest you know, population of users for navigation, so why not mm-hmm. have that as well? So, yeah, I guess that's where you know other brands like Polestar, BYD, even MG, using Apple CarPlay, to have Google Maps integrated, as opposed to having Tesla on one hand, so I, I think that's the, probably the new Apple versus Android in the next few years for EVs. So yeah, interesting space to watch for sure. Uh, moving right on, so automatic nine eleven calls for the US. Uh, I wonder whether they'll be translated over the triple O calls here in Australia or wherever you are in the world. Uh, blind spot indicators, yeah, I saw a uh, example of this. So the blind spot camera that comes up, there'll be a flashing red if the, there's a car next yeah. to you, I suppose. Riz, do you use much of the blind spot camera on your Model 3?
1: Um, yeah, like I do use it to check out what's going on. Model 3 has a pretty good visibility. Like, the blind there, it doesn't have too many blind spots. But having said that, I still miss those features where the car either beeps or tells you that there's another car there. Um, it, it is quite good. Obviously, the new Highland Model 3 has that indicator. Um, sort of built in near the mirror on the inside of the car but uh, which obviously you've tested but then there is for everyone else it's just like even if most people won't use this feature the fact that tesla can roll it out just by software updates and by doing it to their entire fleet this that itself is just so cool like the car constantly gets better and safer in this case
0: mm, yeah good point um, yeah, leave a comment actually in the live chat, and also if you're watching a replay, what do you prefer with blind spot monitoring? Like, do you prefer nothing at all? Do you prefer having stuff like this on the screen, or even the Ionic Five, where you've got the cameras that come up, or like a physical blind spot monitor, like the new Model 3s as Riz said, or even sometimes on the other OEMs cameras, they've got the little icon that beeps up. I must admit, the the new Model Three, yeah, the red dot comes up. I actually totally forgot about it on my first drive that it exists. It just wasn't in my field of view. But now that I've seen it, okay, it's definitely there that red dot. But I think it might be a little bit too subtle, possibly, uh, to the yeah. point where, well, is it that useful, right? So I know there's a fine art between being too annoying and and usefulness. That's That's the sweet spot, isn't it?
1: And it's the audible stuff as well. So some cars have an audible sort of sound you hear if something is there, single beep or two beeps. But then again, for some people, it might be too annoying if the car does it all the time um so yeah this it, it would be great to hear people's experiences and mm. their cars what they find useful or not i'm sure this would be a feature if you don't want it you don't have to switch it on
0: yeah like a toggle switch right or even like yeah. one two three how annoying or how loud you want it or maybe like a goat noise or if you really want that to come up no. when someone comes up next to you um that's the beauty of software uh more live sentry cameras okay so seven angles you'll have the access to the left and right pillar now that's good um, so more of a side-on shot rather than a rear-facing uh, side repeater. Uh, Light Show, cool. That'd be a good one to test. Castle Doombad, um, another arcade game. Uh, look, Vampire Survivors is like a pixelated game, but it's actually quite addictive, I must say. i played it a couple of <laughs> times. Um, High Fidelity Park Assist. Now, this is what I'm interested in because now, now that Tesla's done away with um, ultrasonic sensors in the new Model 3, this might actually come in handy. I don't know if the graphic's going to look like that, but I suppose you can see how close you are from that picture. Although I, I guess I'm, a, I'm an old-fashioned uh, person. I do like the ultrasonic sensors. It does currently provide more accuracy. Um, you know, hopefully the cameras will improve with time and, and the sensitivity of those, um, those cameras too. So, yeah, we'll find out. I'll uh, obviously do a test of, of this uh, in our Model Y when the, the software drops later in December. So, cool. Uh, all right, let's take some more comments, Riz, from the audience. Uh, thanks so much, everyone, for joining us. 112 views already. 17 minutes in. That's so good. Uh, yeah. So Powell's saying, yeah, everyone's thoughts on BYD performance versus Tesla Model Three long range. Yep. Leave your thoughts. Uh, Andy is saying, first service on Monday, performing flawlessly so far. Excellent. Tritium charger. That's good to see. We do get, you know, we obviously get some flat um, bad feedback for tritium, but glad to see yours is working. Um, Andy, that's good. And Jerry's asking, uh, is there a ludicrous feed mug? Yes, there is, actually. Yeah, there we go. That's my ludicrous feed copy mug. You can get that from the ludicrous feed spreadshirt shop. I don't often plug it, but it is useful to have. Um, and Jace is saying, new model, sorry, new Gen 3 charger being installed ahead of the Model 3 next Friday. Fantastic. They are good products. Um, Tassie now has two or more mobile speed cameras, which are also mobile phone and seatbelt detectors. Ooh, okay. Don't touch your phone in Tazzy, everyone public service announcement there. Um, Jeremy Gordon's got his final joke of uh, 2023 on Saturday, Riz. So he says, Christmas present for an EV, stocking full of electric eels with various plugs and sockets and wires and a promise of a jolly good charge in the new year. Yeah, definitely looking <laughs> forward to that. Peter says he uses his standard BYD Auto 3 GPS for route planning that shows speed cameras. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It does Great. to some degree. Yep. Although they're probably GPS data rather than <clears throat> I want to see like mobile speed cameras which pop up every now and then. So that has to be user populated, of course. Uh yeah. Gene says BYD Nav shows a range outline on the map, but no route planning. That's true. Only I think only Polestar uh,
1: at this stage does yeah, that. Yeah, but I, I really, I really hope that you know BYD can. We know they've delivered some pretty interesting things over the air previously. So Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, Spotify, all those things came over the air from the first car that. I think Tom, you and I drove probably it was August, sometime end of August, um, and that didn't have anything. It didn't have any navigation. Mm. It was probably my third time in Sydney, and I was trying to do a range test. Went out to Picton Way and had no idea where I was going. Oh, but yes, I remember that it, it's changed quite a bit since then. And yep. you know they can deliver it over the air. Hopefully that means there's someone at BYD working at the navigation system where it can read. Cars range, and then be able to tell you what the state of charge would be when you reach your destination, or being able to trip plan properly. So BYD can do it. Let's hope they're listening and they can make it happen. Yeah, I mean
0: that's one of the reasons why I want to take the delivery of a seal. I want to give that kind of feedback at the ground level to have that really intimate experience with BYD. So yeah, I'll just keep pushing the the envelope and say yeah, we need ways, we need this, we need that. That's what's going to make BYD a really good product. So. Yep. And thanks to you guys, too, in the chat for, for your feedback. That's the kind of stuff I'll pass on. Uh, Wayne says, I have wireless Android Auto on Atto 3. Using Google Maps, it gives me info on road. Yep. Uh, hazard speed cameras, etc. Yep, exactly. Aaron's here. Thank goodness, Aaron. Hey. Thanks. I uh, just put your late slip with the office in the morning. Thank you. Um, Gene says, Side- sideloaded ways on Auto 3 is it's better at navigation. Yeah, that's true because it's got real-time data. John saying he likes uh, the light as part of the side mirror okay good mm-hmm. The model three and has he saying mentioning to sales guy last night they need to increase illumination of that red LED uh, for Tesla I assume yep uh, Gaffers is flashing the camera light too. Yeah that's true. I mean again we talked about this chiming you know how annoying it is uh, sometimes so just uh, maybe a bit more granular to see how how, how loud you want it uh, different settings. So, Abby's saying, uh, happy to report I've done 10,000 kilometers in Model Y in six months, saved $1,470 on fuel so far. Fuel savings and no ice type service on Tesla was the push for me to buy a Model Y instead of three. Cool. Thank you for your feedback. Uh, yeah, that's true. This, the cameras weren't so good at the moment in the Model 3, but we shall see. Hopefully, software update coming up. Nikhil saying a uh, seven-seater Mercedes, uh, which he has. They have a triangle that blinks on the mirror. have the option of turning mm. audible chime on and off. Yes, I think most cars have that too, or most premium vehicles have that. Um, yeah, hey, Greg, nice to see you. Yes, good point. Does anyone really play the games? Charging
1: is quite fast now.
0: Yeah, it's true, isn't it, It's Like half an hour, you're done. Not enough to complete uh, a couple of levels of Vampire.
1: Oh, well, that's it, right? Like, I've... <laughs> I really wanted, I was so excited a couple of Christmases ago when we had the Sonic the Hedgehog, very oh, yes. nostalgic. And then it di- it disappeared and, like, they got rid of it. And I was like, oh, no, because I missed out. Like, because you never really get a chance. I bought a controller and everything. And it's really interesting to see how they bring games in and then roll them out. And But it's it depends on demand. If people are not playing them, but they still got it as an option, Um. Particularly those if someone gets in the car for the first time, I had um, a friend and their daughter um, get in the car for the first time yesterday and we put the Christmas mode on and went around to the shops and picked up some pizzas and on the way back, just, you know, the fact that I could show them there was a game sort of area there where you could picked that and uh, we tried the you know the rainbow road and everything else and people are just blown away at, <laughs> I, you know a car like mine's nearly three years old now that a car like that has all of these features and they love the kids love the fact that it has games but obviously whether you have enough time as greg says to play while you're supercharging or doing other things it's uh, yeah not always the case
0: yeah, that's right. I mean, to be fair, I don't play the games because I'm answering your comments <laughs> from my YouTube channel <laughs> and I'm charging, which is fine. I love it. I love interacting with you guys. So it's all good. Whatever helps. Um, Lewis says, Charged IQ yesterday at a 50 kilowatt um, QESH okay. Tritium Charger. A charge box worked perfectly too. Excellent. Good. Glad to see there's some positive feedback for Tritium too uh, to balance some of the ne- negativity. That's good. I think we do generally think the older ones, like the tritium generation ones, I think what they call V fill, they they're the ones that are a bit variable. So uh, the newer ones, I think, generally a bit more reliable too, which is good. A good point from SWS: speed cameras installed quicker than charges. <laughs> That's quite funny.
1: <laughs>
0: um, Aaron says route planning with charge suggestions should be minimum in any electric vehicle. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's got to be. It's got to be uh, minimum for sure. So Andrew's asking, are Tesla and BYD the only companies with over-the-air updates? Uh, no, that's not true. Polestar have over-the-air as well for free.
1: Well, I, think, well, I
0: don't know the luxury brands, Hollywood Riz. Uh, Mercedes and BMW, do they have over-the-air updates?
1: Um, I don't – hard for me to tell because usually when you have the car for a week, you can't really test all of those things. But having said that, I don't think they are – they're not at the level that I guess, Tesla and BYD are. Um, Mm -hmm. That is true. Uh, Hyundai does have over-the-air updates. Um, My understanding is, though, that um, a couple of Ionic 6 owners that I know that have had some issues with the car, um, they have had to take it into the dealership to get those looked at, Um, although there is an over-the-air update fix in other markets mm. so it's it's i think it's a market by market thing with some of the other um brands but as far as i know at the level that they do it at uh tesla and i guess byd polestar volvo they're the oh, ones yeah. that i can we can definitely say they do do it fairly relatively regularly
0: yeah i must say every time i've had a polestar vehicle there's been a software update pending so it must come fairly frequently too um and how big is the storage on the computer well if someone can answer that that'd be great i don't know how big they are um gaffer plays sudoku and patience when i'm waiting for someone cool adrian says uh tesla computer should have a voice star trek style yeah that's right we need a voice right like a assistant voice i won't mention the name otherwise they'll pop up but um yeah apple style or android style um Graham's saying, Inside EVs had an interesting article. Pilot travel centers, GM EV Go launched full-blown EV charging stations. Oh, okay. No. Wow. We'll searched that during the week. Okay, cool. I just noticed, Riz, that Greg actually has a gold icon as well next to his name. So I'm just pointing yeah. out people with gold icons, which means that he's been a member for more than 24 months. So two years. Thanks, Greg. Your support is very much appreciated. And he says, yes, the first shipments of 2021 Model 3 refresh now hitting three
1: years now. Where has
0: the time gone? It-
1: has flown,
0: it really has. What's the deal with Broadway going up? Oh, sorry. What's about with supercharger costs going up? Broadway is still down, as per the app. Oh, really? Broadway down? That's a worry. That's one of the big ones in Sydney. Um, I mean, it's going up, but you know, it's going up everywhere in the world, I guess. Cost of living, etc. We know the UK; we're past almost a dollar, or sorry, one pound per kilowatt hour
1: now. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the energy system in the UK is relatively more expensive because of their. Reliance on you know imported gas and just yeah the, the system there's bit stuff we're very lucky in many ways, but you know there has to be a cap of some sort I think non Tesla's charging a Tesla superchargers up to eighty five cents a kilowatt hour that is a lot, but then on the other hand you know you um, you're basically paying for access to a large network where hopefully in you know, in the next 12 months or so, anyone that wants to go in most parts of Australia has access to charges that, you know, hopefully only charge about 60 cents a kilowatt hour. Mm. But, you know, it, it, time will tell.
0: We'll get to charging very shortly. Um, NRMA has released details on the app the more. So stay tuned. Just I'll keep going with these comments for now. Um, so Greg says Tesla on average every 13 to 18 days for a new update. Yeah. That's fantastic. And Cupra Born, yes, they have no connectivity in Australia, which is disappointing. So um, just be aware if you are buy a Cupra at this
1: stage. Just on the Cupra Born, I've looked at the numbers till the end of November. They've sold over 800 of them, which is, oh. you know, around, what is it, 80-odd a month. Still, they've done reasonable given the rest of the Volkswagen group hasn't done anything. They've mm-hmm. not released any vehicle. Um, so, yeah, I'm impressed that, you know, Cupra is plodding along. <laughs>
0: Well, apparently, ID Three is coming to Australia again in 2024, so I'm not, oh. don't hold your breath. But you know that's what they're telling us anyway. <laughs> okay, let's move on to uh, some more stories uh, at the 29-minute mark. 116 viewers. Thanks, everyone. Much appreciated. Um, I will put the story up here from our good friend Jason from Tech AU. Uh, he lives very close to the Albury Supercharger, which is now live, apparently, according to his thoughts here. So, the brand new 16-bay supercharger in Albury opened just in time uh in time for the summer holidays between sydney and melbourne on the hume freeway is of course right on the border very popular stopping point albury wodonga and uh it's at the commercial club at 618 dean street albury and it's got obviously great facilities right to eat go to the bathroom etc park nearby and 16 charging bays uh as jason has pointed out here look how good that looks that looks fantastic uh really nice cabling and uh, they are V4 casing, which is good because they've got the longer cable for the reach around for non Tesla EVs. But uh, they're still actually V3 cabinets, which means they'll only charge at 250 kilowatts, which honestly is fine. It's pretty much quick enough. But that's good news, Riz. Um, I'm not sure if they're tap and go at this stage. I think that maybe future proofing, but it'd be good, to, good to test out those longer cables too.
1: Oh, 100%. I think the fact that it is one of those, I know a good friend of uh the show charles he um he he's very uh well he's told us that these are V3 superchargers basically dressed as V4 superchargers which is cool and i ideally would like to call them still call them V4 superchargers because of the way they look but yeah longer cables which was one of the signature features of the V4 superchargers 16 of them there I think the location looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the cable management and what Tesla's done. They're just so professional at what they do now. Mm-hmm. And they can convert any car park into a basically a supercharging site. And I've seen that in Dandenong, a fair few new ones <laughs> they've rolled out here in Melbourne, inner city Melbourne, and that, you know, they they know how to roll these out. No wonder they can get yeah. a site up in like, you know, without anyone really noticing until the very end. So know, exactly. this, is, this is great. Thanks, Jason, for checking it out for us.
0: Yeah, thanks, Jason. Much appreciated. Look, I, I just want to point out that um, I think one of our viewers texted me uh, in the last twenty four hours that we may have been too critical of um, RAA, but hmm. because I think they recently just launched a couple of or three sites in um, in South Australia towards the southeast, Pinaru, Barmera, and Kingston. Okay. Um, Look, we we did point this out a few months ago. So maybe they listen to us, Riz, and they're actually pulling the finger out and open these up finally. But you make a point that you, Tesla's got 16 chargers right here. Boom. In a great location, tidy setup. And it takes a long time for the others to get things going. Like, aren't we all using the same grid here, the same power source? Like, why is Tesla so efficient at these? And it takes ages to get one, even two chargers up at one location. I'm, I'm baffled from a layperson's point of view.
1: I think we touched on this a couple of live streams ago when we were talking about, If someone like BYD or someone else would, like a car maker, if they would go out and be able to put some charges out. And it just takes so long, grid connections. I guess Tesla knows from an energy point of view, they already deal with grid operators and others because they've got the big mega packs and, you know, renewable energy uh, storage system side of things. So they must know how to deal with grid operators at a global level, but also at a local level because they share those expertise within and they hire the right type of people. Mm. Like those other companies will take time to build those teams to, and, and, and you know, when you, when you want to, let's say you're good at, uh, or you used to work for a grid, grid company and you know how the system works because you need to have the power to the site to be able to make it work, you'd want to work for Tesla. You don't Mm. necessarily want to work for another brand that doesn't do much in the energy space. So I think Tesla has the ability of being able to pull those people or attract those people because of their brand and what they do, which is broader than just selling cars. And Mm. those people have the skills and they've built those teams across Australia now to make that happen. Whereas others, like, you know, if BYD was to set up a network, or let's just say RAA and others, it will take them time to build those teams and expertise. And then they have to do the whole process. Um, so that could take a couple of years. But what we'll see in the coming years is if RAA and RMA and others continue to roll out these sites, they'll get better at it as well. And hopefully they can pull up, put up a site in, you know, less than three or four months. So it's having in house capability it's knowing what to do it's having the obviously the the willpower and funding to be able to make it happen Mm. um and yeah tesla seems to be doing it well basically right now it's their it's their race to lose and i think they've really picked up pace in the last three or four months
0: yeah well said look it's i think you touched on two important points it's it's uh recruitment and inclination so you know, it's it's attracting the right talent. So, again, it comes down to seriousness. Like, if you're inclined to do that, then you will. So, clearly, they are still trying to pull the right people to, to get these set up. So, hopefully, we'll see that happen with the NRMA, RAA, uh, RSEQ, uh, et cetera. I mean, it's obviously working in WA, we're seeing a great network up and down the yeah. coast now. Uh, I look at, We've heard all sorts of excuses in the past from other grid operators and other, you know, installers saying, there's not enough power. Uh, we can't get the uh, proprietors to play with us. I look at the situation here, like 16, you can't get more. There's no 16-site uh, location in Australia. This will be the first. Uh, clearly, there is enough power. Clearly, a big operation like this, the uh, commercial club in Albury are happy to play along. So I think it is probably just the people skills. It's the, it's the inclination, it's the recruitment, it's the talent, the right people to get these things up and running.
1: And just on the WA network, the reason why I think it's been such a good success is the government has chosen the right partners. like Those those two companies, Horizon and Synergy, that's what they do. They operate poles and wires. They, they know how the system works. They've wanted to learn on how these charges can go in, and then they'll be able to maintain them like they maintain their poles and wires today. Mm. And because they've got the government backing, they are the grid people. They understand what's needed. They already deal with those communities where these charges are going in. It's just consultation and making it happen. Um, And they know what the grid constraints are in those areas. They don't need to wait for grid applications or grid upgrade applications. They can do it themselves. I think that is the right model if you wanted to engage with external companies to make it happen. On the other hand, EV is getting quite good as well. EV Networks is rolling out sites very, very quickly now. And they've got in-house teams. They own the sites and the charges. Um, so kudos to EV and I think BP is also catching on and making it happen. It's just the others and you know I think Simon in the chat makes a very good point. NRMA has been installing charges for ages now. Um, and and then that's basically it. Like you'd think that they would have it together. And all we want as EV owners is for these operators or the people that are installing charges just to give us a heads up, RA is obviously listening and others mm. like NRMA hopefully are able to communicate with us in the next six months. What's your plan? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll find out. We're on the right path, though.
0: Yeah, we are. No, we are. I mean, we, we're critical, but we do it from a point of view where we want things to improve. We're not just critical for the sake of doing so. Unlike other people, I won't say who, but we're here, to, we're here to improve the lives of EV owners because ultimately if other people see us have an easy road literally uh, with EV charging, then they'll clue on and say, look, it's actually pretty easy now. So yeah, I mean, we're here at the ground face. Uh, I don't want to use the word cold face, but we're here on the ground level trying to to make things improved uh, for the population. So let's get some comments here. There's some good ones around. So... um... Where was it? So we've got uh, Greg saying Tesla don't need to make money instantly off the charges, unlike EV or Chargefox, they have the long term payback. I mean, to be fair, EV probably gets some funding too. I think they they did initially anyway, as the Chargefox. Um, and Paul saying probably the skill approvals, not skills, which is slowing down other networks mm-hmm. deploying charges. Yeah, good point.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Yep, approvals. I mean, I'm sure this has been cooking in the background for a long time, having a charger here at Albury, uh, but the process <laughs> started a long time ago, which is good. Uh, Billy says, aren't these charging stations built by independent contractors? The contractors will be following the detailed drawings. Look, it's, it's probably a system, systems issue then, right? Having a good systems to, to shout out to independent contractors to get things going um greg's saying the biggest issue here is not enough time to eat dinner charging will be too <laughs> fast <laughs> yeah i need to i need more than half an hour to enjoy my meal that's for sure uh andy's saying RAA deserves the criticism you can tell they're just putting them in there for the money there is no understanding of what is important to the traveling public uh the choice of sites is poor mm. fair enough and andy's speaking from a point of view where he has a on-site dc fast charger at On his site. business so thanks andy Uh, Yeah, here we go. There's a good point from Blue EV, Horizon and Synergy also engaged EV owners before installing the systems.
1: Yeah, That's what we did. Huge point, huge point. Mm. Um, point. They engaged with uh, Australian EV Association in, in, in WA and they also engaged with Tesla Owners Club of Australia and Tesla Owners Club of WA. So a lot of the times we see Harold Murphy and others that you know, the good good members of the EV community in WA doing laps around Australia in ten days, they 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 were engaged with early on in the piece to see what's needed. And I think that that, that engagement and knowing what to do with that feedback, I think they've they've done it well. Um mm. so kudos to Horizon and Synergy for making it happen. And the fact that it will be up the whole network should be up and running by third quarter of 2024 and a lot of the sites the sites are basically going online every couple of weeks now so mm. fantastic work and i think hopefully there's lessons that can be learned and i think they're pretty transparent they did a webinar with um charge Fox recently which i think is available on ChargeFox's website on um you know some of the lessons that they've learned particularly the stuff they're testing around idle fees and those type of things so anyone that's interested check it out
0: yeah that's right, and and that's that's the main point, isn't it? Uh, engaging with us, you know, EV owners at the ground level, uh, other other clubs like Tesla Owner Club Australia, Western Australia, uh, you know, Tesla Owners Australia, BYD groups, like that's what you need to talk, talk to. They're, they're the ones who know what's happening. They're the ones using chargers every day. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Richard's got some feedback. Poles and wires and synergy areas are Western power and they cause problems. Horizon do it better, it seems. Okay. Mm. Richard would know he's tried some of those charges, of course.
1: He's been there. And, right. and I think our good friend Richard is also going to be testing out the Aubrey Charger in the coming weeks. So when Excellent. you do, Richard, share some photos with us.
0: Definitely. And tag us to your uh, next. Leon saying, Evie rolled out a new site at Leon Guthrie this week. South Gippsland also getting options. That's great. Yeah uh yeah greg's got a good point just remember how far we've come in 18 months i don't carry a type 2 cable these days as i know i'll find dc somewhere also as more evs are brought are bought it makes the numbers stack up yep Mm. and i think riz you talked about this earlier this year like we need that ratio to come down of evs or vehicles to charger ratio i think we're something like 30 or 35 to 1 you said recently whereas in the uk and europe it's like 10 to 1 or
1: yeah that ratio doesn't for the total number of plugs it needs to come down There's definitely a lot of areas like I think um, we just touched on the fact that Lee and Gatha and some popular tourist areas or routes that we just don't have anything. And Victoria is lagging so far behind in, in some of those areas where we should have invested in early on. Phillip Island is still like it's a very popular, you've been there, Tom, on your road trips. It's a very popular area. There's barely any charges down there. Um, same with Gippsland if you go the other way. That's you know, state-driven policies that are just not doing it, at least in South Australia, as critical as we can be of RAA. They are improving and it seems to be things are being rolled out. In Victoria, charges are there. There's charges that are waiting there for months without being switched on because they're waiting on a grid connection. And you think, you know, it's disappointing because we're nearly at Christmas. And those we're gonna re- have a repeat of what happened last year where these charges are not online, where Tesla basically is bringing them online very, very quickly just before Christmas, so people can make the most most of them during the holiday break, so everyone's doing it differently. We need a national sort of alignment and a national strategy that brings state on the same pedestal um otherwise you know there'll be some states that that are doing it a lot better New South Wales doing amazing job i think they also announced a new set of uh sites or new set of partners this week for some fast charges um Mm -hmm. some new grants that have been rolled out otr was one of the companies or viva energy was um as well as tesla and others so new south wales is truly leading the way um, and hopefully other states can do the same thing and we need a national sort of strategy to bring that ratio that you touched on earlier, Tom, right down.
0: Yeah, that's right. Thanks for well said. And look, like we're not even asking like that much, like even along the Hume highway between Sydney and Melbourne, I did that trip to Melbourne recently in September and it's still disgraceful. Like, sure, Tesla charging is easier, but you've still got sites like Gundagai with uh, broken charges and charges that are throttled. You've still got Goulburn with flaky tritium charges. Sure, there's like more at Pheasant's Nest, but that's still very close to Sydney. Um, you know, you're, you've got a couple of sites at BP Murrayland, but honestly, that Hume Highway is like the busiest interstate route at the moment between Sydney and Melbourne. So that needs to be cleaned up. And the road is, it's not like it's a new issue. We've had this problem since, I don't know, two, three years ago now. Last mm. summer was awful on those public holidays, people waiting for charges. It's not going to improve. There's more cars on the road and the charges are still broken. So it's, I mean, we're critical, but. The problems are still there, so we've had twelve months to fix this, and obviously it's still not done. So,
1: well, I, I think exactly, Tom. And as I touched on earlier, it's Tesla's race to lose now. Basically, they they are rolling it out a lot quicker. I'll try and do an end of year wrap up on the driven on, you know, Tesla supercharger sites that have been rolled out this year. Um, last time I counted, it was nearly twenty um that have gone live this year compared to i think last year was like nearly half that so we'll we'll have a look at what that looks like but the reality is um the more we can get um all charge point operators on board and have a seamless national strategy to make it happen um the better it would be for everybody
0: yeah agreed All right, enough of my rant. Let's move on with uh, some more positive stories. Uh, Before we do do that, let's uh, just say thanks to our sponsors at the 45-minute mark. Thank you to Carloop, Cobra, Warbox, and EV. Thank you for supporting the channel and live stream over the last 12 months. Much appreciated. Uh, And check out those discount codes in the video description below. We'll keep going for now. It's our last show of the year, is If that's okay with you, we'll uh, push on. Um, Lots to chat about still. Just quickly, some more comments from the audience. Uh, Greg's saying, Tesla have a new site installed about to go live. Six bays yes. again, this is fantastic. Tesla's doing great things. Shalendra's saying, Great Ocean Road, Phillip Island. Wilson's prominent tree, uh, all have something in common. No charges, correct? Uh, and Richard's saying, Tokwa's doing good stuff. Yes, proactive and awesome bunch of people. Sorry, Rhys, you going to say something?
1: Uh, no, just on Shalendra's comment, I will be heading out towards uh, a town called Tura uh, tomorrow, out towards that South Gippsland way. I'll test out the Leon Gatha charger, which is one of those Cinex cell chargers. Um, but there's a whole lot of sites on PlugShare that are supposed to be going online, but that are waiting for power. So I'll mm-hmm. try and stop at those and take some photos as well and share it with everybody next year. I'll just say, hey, we should have had these sites live before Christmas.
0: So if you want to check out Hollywood Riz, you know where he's going tomorrow, right? Get some autographs and so stuff. If you see selfies. a gold
1: Rolls-Royce Spectre parked yeah. at Leon Gatha, you know who it is. <laughs>
0: that's right uh john saying katoomba is uh one of the biggest tourist destinations in new south Wales. like it's the day trip to go to if you're a tourist coming to sydney uh only two hours from sydney no fast charger the nearest ones in lawson and lithgow admittedly there is a blackson tesla supercharger site if you want to drive a tesla up there okay let's move on um and back to tesla again because they do good things and here is oops sorry and here are some pics sent in from uh, one of our viewers keith uh, shout out to keith if you're watching uh, he was part of the team that install, helped it to install, uh, or at least put the signage in there and paint the letters and the lines at the new Yass supercharger location in New South Wales. Look at this, 12 stalls, right? 12 stalls. Yes is pretty much on the Hume Highway. Uh saw a comment from Greg, is there enough power on the Hume Highway? <laughs> I mean, there's 12 Tesla superchargers right here, uh, V3 250 kilowatts. So clearly there is. Uh, and the inclination is there from Tesla. Let's have a look at some of these pics. Um, so this is Keith doing, doing some great work painting the lines on the ground, 12 back-to-back, V3, cabinets on the side. Um, some controversy around these uh, pictures here is around the 60-minute general parking, which means that you can actually ice these sites uh, for 60 minutes, yeah. which uh, I guess it's a compromise for those, you know, people who don't own EVs. Sure, if you need to park there, 60 minutes is not great, but I mean, I can see plenty I of other parking sites too.
1: Yeah, uh, look I think this might have and, and I may be wrong and someone like Keith would know more but I think this could be to do with how they acquired the car park um to make this happen so the fact that oh. there are 12 charges there and if a couple of people want to you know park up there uh, yeah it's it's a, okay but I don't know how many bays maybe a couple of bays have 60 minutes not all of them so maybe there was this was an agreement of being able to have charges there that they um one i can only see one sign
0: well actually i can see them all so there's one there Uh i think there's one poking there yeah and there's one there and there's one there Uh and there's one there in fact all of them have got the 60 minute sign
1: maybe once one side of that so the other side Uh has them and this side yeah either way it's still i think a good thing we have the site now and most people who are charging will be stopping for twenty to thirty minutes max, yep. um, which you know is, is also a good thing. So it could be a good compromise, I guess. We'd rather have it this way than no site exactly. at all. So
0: exactly, good Look, stuff. I, we, we don't want, yeah. Thank you, Keith. I don't want to upset other drivers too. And obviously, there's some, you know, there's some. Uh, obviously, people go well. All these charging sites, no one's using them half the time, but they are useful during public holidays and like really busy periods. So when they're not busy, I guess it's okay you know, to park there now they've got these signs. But you'd hope during busy periods when there is a whole bunch of Teslas waiting that people will be courteous enough to leave them alone for Teslas to use. So we'll see what happens anyway uh, during the summer. I uh, hope to get some feedback from customers oh,
1: on the a- chat. Actually, th- th- this reminds me, Gene, if you're picking up your car today, mm. can you go out to a supercharger site that is opened for non-Teslas and test it out because it's – we know the Dolphin works. We yes. know uh, that Ado 3 was having issues. I'm not sure if they've fixed it or not, but that's something that I need to raise with BYD EV Direct again. And then with the SEAL, what's the go? Because ideally, if we're going to have a lot more of those cars, surely they'll be able to charge at the, non- t- uh, at the Tesla superchargers because it allows you to go further, you know, where – where these charges are. We just want to know whether they work. And if they don't work, then we'll raise it with people. That would be awesome, yep. Gene. Thanks for that.
0: Thanks, Gene. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he will try at Campbelltown, which is great. I'm just looking at the Tesla site right now, live on Saturday, the 9th of December at eight fifty-three AM, Australian Eastern daylight time. And these charges are not yet on the, uh, uh the bit where you can let other non Tesla EVs charge. So including the Aubrey one, that's not open yet to non Tesla EVs, which is a shame. um, so I think they're just Tesla only for the time being. So that might change over the summer, but for now, no, just Tesla only for now. Um, now, John's asking, was it only the V3 superchargers that the Auto 3 has problems with? Uh, I think they charge with V2 okay from memory. Yeah. it's not. Because you tested, tested the one it out in South Wales. Yeah. yeah, that was fine. So it's just the V3 issue. Um, cool. And, yeah, Richard's saying councils can change. EV hating uh, recently seen installed a few... Sorry, Evie hating bore recently installed a few charges. Okay, cool. We just need the right people, Riz. You've touched on this, you know, very important point earlier: inclination and recruitment, the right people in the right positions that make decisions to get these going. And,
1: and I think what we do with this, you know, with these live streams, Tom, is very important because the future workforces in those organisations could be one of our viewers. That's right. And. Right. The fact that, you know, it, one of the most common things in the work that I do with Car Loop when we work with customers is those customers that understand this transition or those that have had any lived experience with an EV, they get it. They ask the right yeah. questions. They're curious about the right things. And then it's very interesting to um, work with people that, let's just say, don't have that lived experience. And what we're doing on this channel is educating everybody around EVs. So one of our viewers could be working at Bobo now. <laughs> they weren't working previously. But I think, yeah, the right people in the right organization that care about the transition, cleaner cars on our roads, um, it, that will make a big difference. So thanks, everyone, for your support.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're right, Riz. How can you possibly know what it's like to drive an EV if you haven't even driven an EV for a day? And people are working at these companies, right? It's all theoretical otherwise. It's all academic, which is great. But you need to actually get there and drive these cars around and realize how good they are or what the limitations are and what's causing these blocks. So I implore you, if you're working at these organizations, go out, ask your boss for a car for a day at least. Go out and hire something. Just do it. Your job will be much easier. You'll have a much better understanding of what it's like uh, for EV owners in Australia. And before I move on, I just want to thank Kenny Timms in the chat here. My goodness, he's just gifted twenty ludicrous feed memberships. My goodness, I, I I can't even name them all. He's just gifted a whole bunch of regular viewers in the chat here. That, that's amazing, Kenny. We we thank you. Hats off to you. Thank you so much. You're an absolute legend. So thank you very much. That's great. <laughs> um, and he's saying happy holidays. Thanks for another great year of content, Tom. And I assume he means Riz. Uh, looking forward to twenty twenty four. Riz, the, you know, the word of the year, uh, our guest of the year as well. No, no, and Raul too, of course.
1: Uh, uh, Awesome stuff, Kenny. We're, you know, really appreciate your support. You know, the fact is the more people that are engaged in what what we're all trying to do, the better it is for us as EV drivers into the future. And cleaner cities, better health. That's what we're trying to aim for.
0: Exactly. Better future. And thank you, Gordon, as well, for joining uh, as a YouTube member. Much appreciated. Uh, that's great. And just moving on with charges again. So, this is um, the Thrumster, which is near Port Macquarie uh, in New South Wales, very close to the current NRMA charges and very close to the Charge Fox charges at the Oxley Highway, where it joins the Pacific, or very close to the Pacific Highway Junction. Um, <clears throat> I think 12 stores are coming. Um, let me just see if I can find a pick. Here we go. One of the forums here. So clearly on the way, um, and I think this is a great location too, where the NRMA charges are, because um, there's facilities there, toilets, shops, etc. So cool. Twelve shops at Port Macquarie is fantastic because this is actually possibly going to take the place, or in in a in uh, conjunction with the current site at the winery at Cassegrain in Port Macquarie, which is um, six stalls at the moment. But having twelve extra is great on the Pacific Motorway between Sydney and Brisbane. So looking forward That's- to testing that one
1: day. That's what we need, and I think just on test the superchargers again um there is the voting the test the supercharger voting, which you know Charles, a good friend of the show, is always advocating for, so if you haven't voted, I think they are open open for the next round. The last round we touched on Gippsland before uh Leon Gatha, I think was one of the winners from memory, so there could oh. be one heading down towards wilson's prom slash sort of out of the way of Philip Island, but people could go to Liam Gatha, have a charge up, have a coffee and then head towards Philip Island. So yeah, Tesla is doing an awesome job. If anyone's watching Keith, if you know any of the uh Tesla engineers or others that are on this, um, DM Tom or DM myself uh because we wanna we wanna hear from them like just just to see, you know, how they can do this so so much quicker than others.
0: Yep, correct. And uh, diesel does make a good point. Please allow for those who want to tow our caravans. We do need to see more drive-through stalls as well. So very good feedback. Uh good point here about Steve saying, um, sorry, uh, Steve saying it's too expensive to charge for non-Tesla. Is it though? Um, is it though? I mean, if I do take a road trip in my seal, if I do take delivery, I would be hunting these Tesla superchargers because I know they work, even though they're more expensive. What is the price, oh. as Richard says, what is the price you put on reliability. Mm. I'd rather be back on the road quicker and face another charger that's broken. Honestly, uh, it's not worth my mental health.
1: Yeah, I think this is this is part of the. Uh, you know, everyone has uh, different things they prioritize. Some people are uh, would want the certainty, and that's why you pay a little bit more. Having said that, you can reduce that price to what are uh, you know a non a Tesla owner would pay. You just have to buy their monthly membership mm. and. That is that is also an option. So for those that are on the road quite a bit, it, you might be doing it for your work or other things. Um, get get a monthly membership. It's ten or dollars or whatever it is now a month for, yeah. um, and you'll be paying the same as Tesla Tesla owners if if you you know value reliability and access to a much much larger network. But having mm-hmm. said that, fingers crossed in about twelve months' time, you will have other options too. So uh, I think we're not there yet, but we will be.
0: Yeah, I think one of my videos I worked out, if you drive more than 500 kilometers um, in a month and if you want to access Tesla superchargers, then it's worth paying $10 a month to get that uh, extra reliability. We just need more on the Hume Freeway and more along the Pacific Pacific Motorway that can be accessed by all EVs. So I hope that that will improve with time. Uh, Simon agrees with me. He says, Tamworth NRMA is now $0.54 cents per kilowatt hour and half the speed of the supercharger is $0.80. Cents. So there you go. It's actually worth it to pay less than double to get double the speed. So it's good. Uh, moving right along. So we've got You, Roland from zaps mm. Thanks, Roland, saying that both Aubrey and Yas are now both up, which is great. Um, two way out of order already, one D out of order. Okay, so maybe some teething issues there. Uh, 70 cents and 62 cents per kilowatt hour respectively, which is, I think, quite reasonable honestly, at this mm. point for that speed. And speaking of Charles, a good friend Charles has uh, tagged me in this post saying, given the unstoppable amount of new Aussie supercharger hey. uh, builds, etc, it may be worth just showcasing this page during the live streams, which I will. Um, so this is a list of all the superchargers uh, around the world and the status at the moment. So let me just click that and Share this instead
1: for those in while we wait for those in Melbourne. Uh, there is another one going in at Hawthorne, very close oh. to South Yarra, um, just off the Monash Freeway in the eastern suburb, to, to, it, literally east of Turak, where I live. Uh, Turak East, just off Turak Road there. So, there is another one going in. I'll go and check it out today and I'll share some photos with Tom, uh, to see what the site update is like. Cool, thanks, Riz. Let's go. So, um so
0: Sydney Forest Lodge, Aubrey, New South Wales. What does red mean? I th- assume it means open. Oh, yes, there we go. The one in Tramshed is open. Aubrey is open. Uh, Thrumster, which we just talked about under construction. Yes, is open. Perth South is open. So they're the new changes. Fansdale, yes. South Yarra. Yep. So we've talked about many of these already, which is great. Yeah. Um, and there's some ones that are coming soon. So we've got Storwell, We someone said in the chat, uh, under construction. Uh, Heatherbray, okay, cool. Permanent for Heatherbray, which is the one in Newcastle. need more there for sure. Kayama, Chindera, Fairfield, Takata, Albury. More in Albury.
1: Yeah, Oh, is that the same one? That Chindra, uh, 10 stalls, that's just near Tweed Heads. So anyone on the Gold Coast, southern end, or northern New South Wales, that's a pretty good side. I used to work around the corner from there. Beautiful part of the world, definitely worth... Touring if you're heading out that way towards the Gold Coast, so 10, 10 stores, good site.
0: Mm. So yeah, I'll leave. Um, I'll try and link this in the video description later. So supercharge.info, uh, you can filter according to you know your region, Asia Pacific, Australia, or wherever you like, and you can see the status of uh, the supercharger constructions. And uh, we know that uh, some organisations are now buying supercharger hardware. For example, yeah. BP in the US, EO BP, in, the the UK, grou- oh. EG, sorry, in the UK, EG sorry, UK. So hopefully, you know, Ampol BP will see the light, maybe buy some of this hardware too in Australia because clearly it's the most reliable at the moment. Cool. Um, let's take some more comments now. So Simon H is saying, agree with Tom and I oh, we've been through that, sorry. Um, and Wayne's also agreeing, charger cable, if that was longer at Toowoomba Golf Club, would use it every time. And Wayne has shared pictures of that with me in the past. So thank you, Wayne. Um, Cool, and (laughs) Richard saying, don't believe Riz, he does not live in Turak. He lives in an underground lair under a volcano guarded by mutant craft soldiers.
1: They're everywhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. Oh, Turak. That's Turak South, isn't it, Riz? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
1: That's right. (laughs) Too funny. Oh, that's a comment from Felix. When's your Harlan expected tomorrow? Oh, Oh who's this? Uh, <laughs> no, I think oh, he means Tom. I think... oh, okay, yeah.
0: When's your highland expected Tom? I think mine still says January to March, so I know some have got delivery dates more specific, so I don't think mine's on the ship yet.
1: Now for those that have made it this far into the stream, I will disclose I did get a notification that my car was on the ship. Having Thanks, said so that, having said that, this is just You know, I guess my personal way of thinking about it, it is going to be, it was going to be a 2023 build. And I wanted a 2024 build car. So I ended up canceling that order. So I'll be keeping my current Model 3 for another three to six months or so, possibly waiting for the uh, ludicrous version whenever that is released and announced. In the meantime, um, for anyone that is picking up a BYD seal, including. Possibly you, Tom. Um, I got a very short test drive in one, um, and I've just just blown away at for a car that starts at around fifty or fifty two thousand. Drive away in Victoria without the, we don't have any subsidies. We don't we don't believe in subsidies here. Um, so yeah, great car. So Gene, you're gonna really enjoy it, and everyone else I think is gonna have a good time with the seal.
0: Good. I'm looking forward to that, Riz. So I'm glad you've uh, laid my fears. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll see what I'm, if I do take delivery of the seal, uh, I probably won't actually test drive it. I just want to, I want to be fresh. I want to go in there with the video and say, this is the first time I'm driving the seal. Uh, and yeah, that, I think that would make a probably better video, honestly. So just go in there completely blind and uh, not to drive but yeah blind mentally uh diesel's asking what brand is your piano yeah of course you know that's a beckstein behind me what else would i buy right You know, only the best
1: (laughs) i've only got a yamaha (laughs) (laughs) they're
0: good too uh greg's asking is uh, the rolls royce test coming in 24 yeah i hope so i hope so greg i need some more ultra high net worth individuals to comment and post that they'll happy to buy one once they see my reviews so
1: yeah, keep those comments I'll, coming. I'll reach out to Gina Twiggy Forest and uh, uh Lindsay Fox Tom to Thank watch you. our stream so that we can make it happen.
0: Thank you, Riz. I just need one or two sales to make them worth their while for Rolls to, to me for a week, so. Uh oh, yeah, Riz, any word on the uh, in, on the Kona? Let us know.
1: Look from my end, nothing. Every time I see an ice version on the road, I'm just shake my head like, "Why?" you know this is the part that i if we're seriously talking about the kona there is so much demand for that car we we get asked you know um tassie telesign and others get asked us every week about it every stream and we just don't know like i, I personally don't know anything I, the reality is they should have released it by now um mm. Because the ice ones are driving around and people think they look great. And we, and given that when they first announced the Kona, they mentioned that they designed it to be an EV. Yeah, exactly. But then the ice was going to come out first. So I, I, I don't know what's going on, but fingers crossed. It's very soon, Tazi, tell
0: Okay, so I'm happy to share this. I got an email from Hyundai um, yesterday because I've still got my video in the bank and ready to post anytime they let me. Yeah. Um, So they're telling me not yet, still can't release it yet. They're saying, hopefully, fingers crossed, mid-December, more than likely it's going to slide into January 2024. That's where the embargo will lift. So I think, Mm. I'm just guessing, I think they're probably still negotiating a price with Hyundai HQ back in Korea. And I think it's probably because some of the Chinese EVs are really helping along with the price for us anyways, consumers.
1: So just on the Chinese EV front, I don't know whether... So when we did where Hollywood Riz came from, you know, the SEAL event. Now, on that SEAL event, Luke did say, Luke Todd, at that time, that this will set a new benchmark in EV launches. <laughs> I'm not saying it's directly related, but it's a possibility because having driven the SEAL, it is uh, – You can't. I stick to my words. It is – Better than the Mercedes and BMWs that I've recently driven, and even at the base trim, it is a lot of car. Now, how do you compete with something like that? When I know it's a different segment—SUVs versus sedan—but if BYD can deliver that sedan for around fifty thousand dollars, it's very hard for the other manufacturers to be competitive on price. Um, and and an auto Three is around fifty grand as well, so. Hyundai, I if you're listening, um, hopefully you get, um, you know, enough of confirmation from South Korea to just give us a price and, and just launch it. Is it 55 grand? Is it 60 grand? The market will be the decider. You've got that. Oh, this if audio is
0: gone. Oh, we go. we go. Sorry. I can hear you now. Yeah. Uh, nope. It's so cut it's, out
1: again. It, the Ionic yeah. 5 base model starts at 64,000 plus on mm-hmm. roads so it has to be under that so yeah just just do it yeah correct
0: we'll, we'll let you know don't worry pretty quickly if your price is right or wrong uh so yeah tell them the price Hyundai. you uh you know what to do uh let's uh move on with some comments here and we might segue to greg's comment very shortly about um, ford reducing their prices on the mustang ev very shortly uh, but I want to thank Gordon for buying a T-shirt today. Fantastic. I did see the notification pop up, so much appreciated uh, for subscribing uh, and signing up as a member. Oscreamer saying China has hit 40% new energy vehicle sales for the first time in November. Fantastic. Wow. It's so good. Um, and Richard's got some feedback on the BMW uh-huh. i4. So claustrophobic despite being no longer, sorry, despite being longer than a Model 3, ground up EV like a seal is the only way. Yep. Great comment. Let's talk about the uh, Ford, actually, Um, since we're here. I think this is Riz's article two from The Driven. Ford slashes Australian prices of Mustang Mark e electric SUV before first deliveries. And Riz, I think you have touched on the fact that they're cutting prices by $7,000 straight away.
1: Yeah, on the base model, which was surprising because they announced the price at $79,990 here um, in, I think, a couple of months ago. And in New Zealand, it's the same price. Seventy nine, nine ninety. I'm not sure what the dollar conversion is. Maybe it's one to one. But having said that, generally cars are a little bit cheaper in Australia, um, because of the Aussie dollar. So now they've slashed it to seventy two grand. Obviously, it's a demand issue. Obviously, you can word it any way you want to word it and say we're making it more accessible to others. If you really wanted to do that, you could have done it from the very beginning. <laughs> so, yeah, interesting times. Um the top spec GT it uh is still over a hundred grand plus on roads. Uh but if people currently driving I don't know Ford Everests or other vehicles that are diehard Ford fans, um they can pay 80 to 90 grand for a car, they can they can get the mid-spec car off the Mustang Marquee, um hopefully delivered by first quarter of next year although the delivery start next month this month
0: yeah that's right 100 uh, 104,000 for the top range GT now is reset, and then the premium mid spec is 86 um, good to see they're using at least lithium ion phosphate for the, uh, the the base model which is good and look it's a lot of bad specs really 198 kilowatts 430 newton meters of torque so quite a bit of grunt there it's just a shame it's um, it is quite expensive still not a bad-looking vehicle, honestly. Uh, it's got the Mustang, you know, feel and look to it. The back definitely looks very Mustang-like. So again, this sort of comes back to the, the Chinese brands. Their EVs are so cheap now. With the Seal Dolphin, and it's again a different category, but it is certainly putting pressure on other brands to lower their pricing.
1: So, so this type of a car, right? Like it looks cool. I know BYD has the plans for um, the the Seal U, which possibly is a plug-in hybrid next year um, really hoping and a lot of our viewers including uh, sensei who regularly joins us well there's one spotted there uh, are hoping that a sea lion can also make its way to australia which is just being launched in china and it's the basically a suv version of the seal that we're getting here
0: yep yeah, so this was spotted and uh, sent to us by one of our viewers, Rod. So Rod, shout out to Rod if you're watching today. So this is the Seal you spotted in Sydney. That's the Broadway Shopping Centre sign there. So clearly they were charging somewhere, maybe. Um, and this is a plug-in hybrid, unfortunately. So the the sister or the you know the SUV version of the Seal is the Lion 07 BEV, which was launched in China recently. So hopefully we'll see that come to Australia because that would be nice to have a full EV. Uh, to rival the Tesla Model Y as opposed to this plug-in hybrid. I don't know why the, you know, they're ch- ch- starting to test plugins here in Australia. Really. I mean, are they trying to bring the Ute as well, the the plug-in Ute?
1: Yeah, that's what that's what would be the case. They um uh, mm-hmm. that they will be launching this technology. Look, I'm I'm still interested to see what sort of efficiency you can get out of these. Um these uh, BYD's plug-in hybrid technology. Um but obviously the ideal would be a proper EV like a sea lion. So hopefully this feedback, you know, once we, I'm still keen to drive one, just, just to test drive one to see what the space is like because that will set the expectation for the sea lion when you know the we need to give this feedback back to BYD.
0: Yeah, correct. Hopefully someone's watching. Um speaking of Chinese brands still, our good friend Elliot from Fully Charged uh has the MG hype cyberster for the next four days. Uh what do you want to know? Wanna know everything, Elliot? Um that is a, a beautiful looking vehicle there you've got for the next few days. That's fantastic.
1: Oh, very, very cool. I did say to him, I said, Can you bring it down to Sydney for everything electric or fully charged next year in February? So
0: <laughs> Yeah, 100 I'd love to see that here. I mean that. It's just a beautiful looking vehicle. Um, hopefully he has a good review of that too. So we'll, we'll keep uh, in touch with him and find out what's going on. We'll get Elliot back before fully charged or everything electric next year to get a preview of the show. So stay tuned for that in early 2024. Uh, moving right along, just uh, Morton Grove is starting to tag me in his post. or um, And this one is about um, new dozens of Highlands and Model Ys arriving in the port of Auckland in New Zealand. So our Kiwi brothers and sisters, your cars are here. So good to see them on their roads very shortly. And uh, I think Fast is Tassie EV1. So this is your X here. When is your seal being delivered there, Tom? I see <laughs> deliveries already starting to happen. Uh, yeah, that's the white one. That looks really good in white, actually. I've got to say, there's a lot more detail to the, the car than, say, a white Tesla Model 3, which yeah. at the risk of sounding unpopular, does sound does look a little bit bland on our roads, but Seeing all that detail, all the contrast, all the lines, it is a quite a nice-looking car, is I got to say, even from the outside.
1: Ah, uh, in person, it's uh, you know looks quite good, and the fact that you know design language is a bit different. Um, the Sea Lion will be very similar to the Seal, which would be very cool to see side by side. I guess it's like seeing a Model Three next to a Model Y type of a thing, but yeah, re- good, good-looking car, um, well built from what I can see so far. Um, hopefully, Tom, you get to um, have it for an extended test drive when you um, do get a chance in the coming weeks. I hope so too.
0: And um, you can see the new generation design too. Like that's the Auto Three, which again, it's a good car. It's it's um, it is what it is. But the Seal just you can see the design language has changed. It's a lot sleeker. A new generation platform, and good to see the different ride heights too between the Seal and the Auto Three next to, next to side by side there. Yeah, good picture. Um. Yeah. So let's take some more comments. We've got uh, Wayne saying, "I'm an unabashed BYD fan, but I really do hope they don't bring any PHEVs to Australia."
1: I'm the same, really. Why? Why bother? It's um. It's it, yeah. It's, Wayne. I think you're right. It's I don't know what it would do for the brand. Like if you want to build a EV brand, you have an opportunity to go with a clean slate. Um. Having said that, BYD is still a company that produces both powertrains or drivetrains um in China. And I think what they're trying to do is offer multiple options to some people who, you know, may not be in the same sort of bubbles that we live in in the in, in wanting ground up EVs. Um, you never know. These could this could be a proper transition vehicle. But then again, we have full EVs available now. So let's see what happens but yeah if they had a full ev lineup that would be much better because you're not you know you've only got one thing to sell like tesla's only got one thing to sell it's electric
0: yep correct yep that's why i always try to promote brands that are full electric tesla byd polestar volvo um that's what we want to see in australia because that means they're serious and they'll be serious to us as customers when they come to look after us after you buy the vehicle uh, we are going a bit over time this morning. hope you guys don't mind. This is the final Saturday morning stream of 2023 officially. Uh, we did our last Wednesday show three days, three days ago Yeah, three days ago with Rahul. We'll do a special one-off probably towards the end of the year. Stay tuned for details on that. Um, but uh, yeah, this is the official last Saturday show. So we'll probably go for a few more minutes and then we'll sign off. Um, but uh, let's actually put this story up here. Riz has just shared with me. On BYD again, we're staying with the brand. And here we go. BYD is record global EV sales in November, but growth rate has flattened.
1: So, over 300, well, it's nearly 300,000 from memory that they have been able to sell in, yeah, 300,000 vehicles in November. Um, new energy, obviously, this includes their plug in hybrids as well as electric, uh, their electric range. They do have a target of Reaching three million new energy vehicles in 2023, and I think they will get there. Um, they're just launching in so many different markets. Um, I heard that in Mexico they've just launched a Seal as well, so they're getting closer and closer to the North American market, which is a, you know a huge market uh, for vehicles. And uh, you know, with the way the laws work in the U.S., mm. um, it'll be more expensive to buy any of the BYD products because of they're made in China at the moment. But, yeah, it's, it's happening. Um, and, yeah, BYD is expanding their production lines outside of China as well. So they'll be having a couple of plants in Thailand for the right-hand drive market. So we may get m- various different models coming into our market. Hopefully the BYD Seagull as well next year or early 2025. Um, the Sea Lion, um, and then s- they do have the bigger four-wheel drive equivalents at the moment there, the plug-in hybrid technology, but fingers crossed, a uh, electric variant, a fully electric variant, also makes it here in 2025.
0: Yeah, that's right. Good. They're doing good things for sure. Um, and uh, you're right, Riz, Res- I'm very curious to see how that US-China interaction happens with the EV space coming in the next few months Obviously, if you do if your battery is not sourced from the US, I think that's the rule. You don't get the subsidy in the US. Clearly, all the batteries from China, uh, from, are from China for BYD. So, curious to see how they get around that that ruling.
1: Um, surprisingly, Ford uh, from January in the US for the Mark E isn't. You can't claim the tax credit anymore because apparently uh, it's LFP. Not, yeah, LFP, and it's not theirs. Oh, interesting! They shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> There's a big inquiry going on in the US as well around um, Ford wanting to make up um, well, license the technology from CATL uh, for the LFP batteries and make a $3 billion plant in Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. And now the inquiry that's going on is how come they got the taxpayer money to basically um, yeah. produce battery technology that is against the Inflation Reduction Act which is supposed to promote U.S. manufacturing. So I don't know where that's going to sit, but it's going to be a huge, huge – well, it'll be be worth watching. So Tesla Mm. still will get um, half of the $7,500 credit uh, for those that purchase a Tesla product, but Ford's getting nothing. So it's less and less likely that they will actually be ramping up production of the EV lineup when – buyers not only think that their product is a generation behind
0: yeah exactly very curious times indeed um when we get Elliot on the show next year i want to get some more insights on the thoughts on the different chinese brands from like the chinese population point of view but i had a quick chat with um someone actually from shanghai about what his thoughts were um on you know what's well regarded as a brand in china um and he's into EVs too. So he was saying, yeah, BYD is very well regarded, very popular as well over there. Another brand that I've not heard of previously is this one, uh, Li, Li Sheng. Or- yeah. yeah, Li Auto. Uh, that's also very well uh, bought and well regarded over there. Um, and uh, I think Neo's deemed quite luxury or a bit more luxurious, a bit more premium over there. Um, so they they're kind of the brands that I want to explore with Elliot on the show next time we uh, we yeah. have him on. So. Yeah, curious to see if any of these brands will hop over in Australia in a lot, along with BYD.
1: So in other countries um, like Amsterdam, well, the Netherlands and Amsterdam, they've recently done uh, the Everything Electric show there and mm. they had um, some non-European brands there. So they're able to get those cars that will eventually launch in the European market. I wonder if next year in Australia, they can get a couple of cars from these brands that are potentially looking at launching could be leoro could be xpeng and others neo has already confirmed they want to make a right-hand drive uh variance of their vehicles so hopefully you know everything electric or fully charged can get them get them into australia just as a showcase to see what's available
0: mm, yep i hope so too yep maybe we'll put the pressure on elliot he'll uh, talk to dan <laughs> Caesar from uh, fully charged Okay, well, we're getting towards the end of our show and our final Saturday show of 2023. Let's uh, finish off with this story, um, and that is the NRMA. I think um, I finally got their act together, and I think all their charges are now available uh, on the NRMA app, uh, which you can download for free, of course, put your payment details in there. I think the majority of them now are a fee. I think I'll have to double-check. I had I sort of looked at a sample of them last night, um, but you need to pay for them now, basically. I think they range from 60 cents per kilowatt hour to 65 cents per kilowatt hour, depending on the speed. And if you are an NRMA member, you get a bit of a discount I think um, 10% off. I am a member, but on my app, I didn't get a discount with that. So I have to double check how that works.
1: So that's, we're talking about um, speed earlier. That pricing is above what I guess you'd pay for a 350 kilowatt charger if it's on Chargefox or EV network, which yeah. is around about 60 cents. Um, and the average price for a 40 kilowatt, oh, sorry for a 50 or 75 kilowatt charger is hovering around fifty cents a kilowatt hour. Uh. So 50 cents and 60 cents, and they're charging 60 cents and 65 cents. Um, but look, it's we wanted them to charge something and they are charging a reasonable rate for it so it will um it, it will help the ev community
0: yeah this is the kind of thing we didn't want with free charges people camping there and um you know, using them free the free ones as opposed to paying for them if everyone's charging them then i think you'll get a more equitable spread across the different charging sites so um, i think this is a good thing that NRM may have done um Unfortunately, some of them only have one or two stalls, which you know is a pain if you get there and there's someone there or it's broken, then you've got to find something else. But at least with the app now, you can see whether it's working or not. I guess PlugShare, there's always that opportunity too. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see charging costs available now for NRMA. So thank you, NRMA, for listening to us, um, providing feedback from us and also from our viewers too. Um, Greg asks, how do people from interstate use them now? Yes, you need the NRMA app, which you can download mm. for free. and You can put your payment details there. You don't have to be a member. You get a discount if you're a member. Having said that, I couldn't see a discount on my app, even though I'm a a member, so I'll have to double-check.
1: So is there any option for tap-and-go for those interstate members? Maybe, Hope fingers crossed, next year?
0: Yeah, hope so. We'll try and get someone from NRMA on. Uh, The
1: invite is always there. Uh, Our friend, Bridie, if you're listening. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Bridie writes for NRMA now. Yeah, yeah if you're listening, come and come and speak to us. We we're very friendly with Bridie because we we know she gets the game. That's right. We
0: love Bridie doing good things in the in the industry. Cool. Um, just quickly, a few more comments before we sign off. Um, we've got be people talking about the seagull cutting as lunch eventually. Um, speaking of which, I'll be going to Japan the next couple of weeks, so I'll try and spot some um, try and spot some EVs over there. Um. And see if there's any non-Japanese non uh, Japanese EVs uh, driving around mm. or just EVs in general. Uh, scream is saying uh, Mitsubishi are testing an electric K car in Oz at the moment. Oh, right, Riz, you might have to get your running shoes on.
1: Yeah, there's only one. I don't know where Mitsubishi is based these days. Are they in, um don't know if they're in South Australia anymore. They're not in Victoria, like their head office, because that's where generally the cars are. And when I've got my runners on, I'm usually hovering around in their car parks in the back just looking for these vehicles. So um, we'll find out. If anyone knows where the head office is, let me know. I'll I'll try and make it there, especially if it's in within, within Victoria.
0: Uh, it says, uh, well, the head office is in Rialto, North
1: Tower, Collins Street, Melbourne. Apparently. Oh, okay, cool. Right, I'll have right. to keep an it. An, if any one of our viewers spots one. So this thing looks like, um, what is it, like oh, a small... Hatchback, um, really, really cool, uh, sort of concept, yeah. That's, that. It? That's it, that looks tiny, <laughs> it is tiny. And Tom, you'll get to see it, it's basically a, um, a brother to Nissan Sakura, which you can see in pink oh, okay. down there.
0: Okay, I'll so keep an eye out for it.
1: They're apparently very popular. Well, EVs are not popular at all, but when you compare to this. The Japanese market apparently these are not doing too badly. So, yeah, keep an eye out in Japan. But that I think it's a blue one that's driving around. So if anyone sees it or spots it over the holidays, do share the photos with us.
0: Okay, we'll do.
1: I'll keep my eye out
0: in uh, in Japan for sure. I'll take some photos. Um. Okay. Well, uh, Riz, I think that we might call it quits there. Uh, literally for twenty twenty three for Saturday. <laughs> But um, yeah, I just want to uh, thank everyone for joining us live this Saturday morning, 9th of December. We're at 9.30, 130 viewers still. Uh, very encouraged to see. We've grown a lot this year for Saturday and Wednesdays as well. Uh, it's been a real privilege to have yourself, Riz and Rahul on the streams each week and also the rest of the EB community uh, helping us along and educating us. And hopefully you guys have learned something as well this year. Uh but yeah, I want to wish all of you a very uh you know happy Christmas and new year and festive season. In general, stay safe on the roads, uh, look after yourselves and look after each other. No fighting at the charges, okay. There's more of them on the roads these days. So just be patient and you'll get to your destination safely. So
1: cool. Thank you, Riz, as always. Awesome, Tom. Uh we've had such an amazing support this year, like it was an in- um, we were doing the Wednesday stream so it used to be Thursday which we switched that to Wednesday and then we did the sa- start of the Saturday stream and your support has meant that we've been able to do it week after week so thank you so much everyone for making it happen and just just coming back and sharing all your insights and you know just being such good folks um, and we're doing a good thing we're doing a good thing and you know all our all of our viewers and listeners are going out there having conversations over the christmas break with their family and friends as to why it's important to think about electric cars they're not affordable for everybody but next year will be the year so this year we've had three two or three models now around the $40,000 mark next year we're hoping we'll get to 35,000 with some of the newer models launching so more and more people will be able to access an electric car or consider one on the used market so keep doing keep doing the good work share the message and thank mm. you so much for all your support this year and we we'll look forward to a bigger and better next year
0: yeah, well said, Riz. And it's so good to have you in the industry, keep us abreast of news. Um, and also, yeah, keep tagging us, as Riz said, in the, on X and other social media forms. We will definitely share them on our live streams. That's that's what they're for. Uh, keep people informed. Um, it's like a summary show, really, of what's happened during the week. So we'll keep doing that next year. Keep you guys entertained as well at the same time. I think 2024 is going to be a fantastic year. Um, looking forward to seeing more EVs and more uptake, more charges, and uh, more good work done in this space. So, Thank you, Riz. Thanks, everyone. Um, Have a lovely, lovely December and January, and uh, I'll probably see you all in late December for a special roundup show for 2023. So take care, stay safe, and as always, happy charging. Bye, everyone.